Welcome, my lovelies. Welcome to another Naked Football Show. I'm pleased to say um, a guy that's been with me for the last two days um, <laughs> is my special guest today in the shape of Mr. Tim Edwards, who is the uh, ITFC Heritage Society. Um, well, he is. You are the ITFC Heritage Society, really. Uh, my, my wife loses the other half, but uh, I tend to do more of the talking. Unless she's had a few glasses of wine. That's unusual, he says, being really sexist. Um, so, Tim, before we, before we uh, touch on what you actually do with this Heritage Society and what's coming up and uh, events, etc., um, you were, of course, at uh, Sunny Rochdale last night. What did you make of it? Hey, isn't it great being in this league mm. and being able to visit places that are unfamiliar? Of course, it was the first time that Town had ever played at Rochdale. It was only my second ever trip. I, it was my 91st of the 92 when I completed. Sadly, my 92nd was buried just up the road, so I'm kind of stuck on 91, and Rochdale was my last. But uh, it's, a, a lot of people say, oh, Rochdale, isn't it grim and northern oh, and but we grey? Love it, don't and, we? And, and hasn't it got a shocking reputation for being a bit rough? Well, it has, but what a beautiful place. Fantastic buildings, a mm. couple of brilliant pubs, mm. met loads of town fans, many of whom we know, but not all. Mm. Uh, in one pub after the game, we had a chat with those two Norwegians who were Rochdale fans. Mm. What a fantastic chat that was. Um, and, and the ground, a proper ground, four sides, decent chippy outside the away end. Um, decent atmosphere. Not, yeah, quite a sweet little ground. It, yeah. it kind of makes it worthwhile being in League yeah. One. And, and, and then we go and win the game. And I was beginning to wonder, if we finish in the top two this season, are we allowed to say, uh, actually, we don't think we're ready to go up yet. We'd like one more season of this. I think so. I think it would be quite nice to stay down here. I'm quite enjoying it. Because <laughs> we've had some great away trips, and I'm sure we'll talk about the game a little bit mm. in a minute, but I'm looking ahead at the calendar thinking, well, apart from Colchester in the EFL trophy that we're familiar with, uh, we've got Coventry away coming up, which is in Birmingham, of course, at Birmingham City's mm. ground. Um, and Birmingham's a great place to go for a couple of quiet beers, and actually no reason not to take the entire family, even those who don't like football all that much, because the Birmingham Christmas market will be on. Of course, yes. As they tell us it's the, most, it's the biggestest and most famousest in the whole of the <laughs> UK, um, and I, it's not bad. It's not. Uh, I've been there. I, I was there a couple of years ago for the Birmingham Christmas market. Not for the market. I think it was obviously football on, but... Uh, yeah, uh, and we we were in Manchester. We stayed in Manchester, didn't we? And um, yeah. the Manchester market was setting up quite nicely as well. Looked very similar to the Birmingham one, didn't it? Uh, absolutely. I think the Birmingham one's slightly more concentrated. The Manchester mm. one covers slightly the whole more spread out, centre. Yeah. But it's uh, it's a good excuse to go there if if football isn't enough of an excuse anyway, <laughs> which it is for me. And you get some um, German beers. <laughs> German other beers things. and some very, very long German sausages and yeah. all kinds of terribly bad for you sweet stuff, but then it is Christmas. It's Christmas, up. yeah. It's Christmas. But I, I, I agree with what you say. I thought Rochdale was going to be pretty grim because, you know, they're suburbs, they're industrial suburbs, aren't they, really, of Manchester in this case. And But I was very impressed. I was very impressed with that um, town hall, which looked like a magnificent cathedral, didn't it? Well, see, there was some money there back in the days yeah. of the mills and so on. Yeah. Uh, and, and equally clearly, it's fallen slightly on harder times, but it didn't stop the place being very, very friendly, both in town and at the football club. Mm. They even put on a firework display for us, didn't they? They did, which, which, which went on right through the game, bizarrely. <laughs> very strange, that was. It went through the, the, uh, the service, didn't it, at the, at the beginning? It went through the game. Very, very weird, but there you go. It's good fun. And Rochdale have a very strange mascot. Did you notice? No. Um, Desmond the Dinosaur. Oh, right. No, Desmond the Dragon, sorry. Desmond the Dragon. But we were looking at him and thinking, 
well, he's got rabbit's ears, really soft. I, I don't know if they maybe just got uh, Mascot's outfit very, very cheap that, uh, that hadn't been quite made properly. It certainly wasn't a fearsome dragon. It wasn't a Welsh dragon or anything. Like that. He was quite cute and spent most of the game looking in, look, looking at the stands rather than at the pitch. Well, it's a Rochdale dragon. They're obviously different depending on where they come from, from where they're born. Yeah, silly, <laughs> silly. Um, oh, again, before you, I'll uh, let you have a few minutes to tell us because there's a few things coming up, isn't there, that you yeah. want to do? But I'll, we do that towards once we've got through the messages. Right, as I will me- read out this message, which is I'll show it to Tim. It's in crayon. I won't read out the spelling mistakes. It's a threat. It looks like it. It, it, it is. It's, it's very much like a mafia thing. Um, dear Graham, I really like the foot, the naked football show. Well, that's quite quite apt. Uh, it's my second favourite thing, or thing in this case. My favouritest thing is Ipswich Town Heart picture of a cat. Uh, I say Ipswich will go up this year. My mum said, "Don't count your chickens," but I'm confused. What do chickens have to do with football? Lots of love, Izzy. Now I reckon Izzy's about nine. Well, chickens have a bit to do with football. The Tottenham emblem is a cockerel, isn't it? Which is a little bit like a chicken. That is true. And also, I don't know if you read today, um, a player was sent off yesterday. It's in some European game. I th- not not a Champions League game, but a game, I think it was in Europe, but it may not have been, could have been South America, for, for kicking a chicken and killing it. A chicken oh. came on the pitch and he kicked it into touch and the thing died, bless it. Well, we don't approve of that, do no, we? No, we don't. That's well, rather horrible. The, the cat that Izzy drew, was it a black cat? It, it is a black cat. Well, it's a brown cat, actually, to be fair. But if it were a black cat, then, of course, Sunderland are called the black cats, aren't they? They are, aren't they? Though for some time, when I used to hear this on the radio, I thought it was the flat caps. The flat caps. Actually, it, this could be the Rochdale dragon. Thank you for that, Izzy. Whoever you are, thank you very much. And now we move on to uh, tweets. Mrs Nuts, the lovely Mrs Nuts, who I saw last night. Um... Last night's lawnmowers were comedic. I'm reading these out as they came in, as they come in. So there's no actual uh, theme to them. Last night's lawnmowers were comedic. Is that normal procedure after a game? It looked a bit like mum's hoovering after a party. Um, many clubs will uh, mow the pitch immediately after a game, but I'm not sure I've ever seen it in mid-November in the grim northwest of England. No. Um, which is what at least a week after the point where they're not going to see sunlight till next March. I'd have thought. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, I'm surprised with having fireworks all through the game. I'm surprised they didn't start mowing while the game was on. <laughs> Wait. Um, thanks for that, Mrs. Nut. Nicholas, ah, this is Nicholas from um, oh, Sweden, I from think, Sweden. I believe. Yes, you know Nicholas, don't you? Of course we do. Hello, Nicholas. Um, hello, Nicholas. Uh, it is, yes, it's Sweden. You just mentioned it. Um, assuming Oxford away is postponed, how disappointed is Tim that he won't be taking the Swedes on a pub crawl on the 15th? Um, well, there's kind of good news about the Oxford game, even if it is called off, because if you guys, if any of you can make it over for when the game does take place, we're actually still going to Oxford on the Friday night to do a proper research of all the best pubs to go to. So the away guide once written is going to be significantly better than we're normally able to do. That's really impressive, and, a call, and above the call of duty, if oh, I it's, may it's say. It's taking one for the team, I, I know. have to say. I suppose you'll have to even go into pubs to see what they're like, so you can write about them. Uh, and test some of the beers as well. Mm. I was very surprised in Rochdale to see how the craft beer revolution has even hit Rochdale. I know. Yeah, a couple of pubs, you, you order something, you get a pint of mud, sorry, unfiltered craft beer. Um, and I thought at least they might put a warning on. Yes, you should have taken a picture of that and tweeted it out. Or <laughs> that was uh, it, it, you, Obviously you can't see it. He, hasn't, he actually managed to drink it, but uh, yeah, it did look like 
green sludge, didn't it? Greenish, yellowy sludge. It looked like it had been dredged rather yeah. than poured, yes. Yeah, like snow after someone had done something on it. Um, from This is from Ian, Lustoft. Ian, hello, boy. I didn't see you last night. We've been building up for this drizzly night in Rochdale for so long, um, me and Ian, and I couldn't find him. And he did, I did offer you a pub to come in, Ian, so I blame you for not turning up. Evening, GB, Tim. Not a drizzly night in Rochdale, after all, and to a backdrop of wonderful firework display. But it was cold. Yes, it was cold. So all the naysayers were proved wrong. Great three points last night. League One, FA Cup, Tin Pot, we can win the lot. In Lambeau, we trust. Thank you, Ian. This sounds like you're wanting us to actually talk about the match now. Go for it. Um, it was slightly uninspiring, but it was effective. I don't think the Will Norris, our keeper, had too much to do. No. A little bit of kicking, a couple of shots that were straight at him that in five-a-side you just kick away. Uh, but not really a big shot to save. It was a typical League One performance by Rochdale in that they got into dangerous positions three or four times but never got anywhere near our goal. It reminds me of Burton Albion away first game of the season mm. where we gave away three dangerous free kicks on the corner of our area and somehow they managed to hit each one into the crowd, which at Burton's quite difficult. I think it's probably harder to get it into the stand given it's so small than actually into the goal. Um, so it shows that it's a, little, it's a lot easier in League One. But And, and we, we scrambled a goal, but then we looked very, very good for 15 Afterwards, minutes yeah. after that, I thought. A hmm. um, couple of standout performances, Luke Wolfenden maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, he's, he's maturing quickly. His decision-making has clearly improved over the course of the season in that now he's quite happy to keep the ball at his feet, do a little turn and play a safe pass rather than simply hoof it 50 yards, which which pleases me. Um, Danny Rowe will have benefited from his goal and certainly was a better player afterwards. Yes, yeah, so there was a lot of moans about Danny Rowe earlier on, including, and I must admit I was one of them, and then of course it was Sod's Law, he was going to score a goal, wasn't he, once everyone starts. And then he looked like a completely different player after that, didn't he? Yeah. And, and Luke Garber, I thought, still looks like yeah, a class player. Class hit the bar very unlucky not to score and Alan Judge came into the game Um, we we can't forget his corner taking is fantastic and he said himself in interviews today that he's feeling Mm. more like the player that that, he wants to be and believes he can be and I I thought we saw some evidence of that as the game wore on and I thought Luke Chambers has been criticised recently but I thought he had quite a good game last night you kind of take it as a given that Chambers is going to have a good game at this level. He'd, um, yeah, he'd, he'd, but he's made a couple of cock-ups, hasn't he? Notice, notably the very first game against uh, against uh, Sunderland, of course. Yeah, but, but even so, but but I haven't actually mentioned my man in the match yet. I thought it was Cole Scoose. Yeah, um, he, he just quietly got on with the job. Some of his passing is absolutely different mm. class, and it'll be it's a great shame. But in a number of years, he'll be a fixture mm. in our first team. I suspect won't be that many now. Hmm. Uh, he's getting towards that end of his career but he's been a very very good servant to us and still a very important player Yeah, and he does make the game look easy especially at this level doesn't he we, we've not mentioned the strikers um, Norwood I thought Norwood was a little was, yeah, bit below his best anonymous wasn't he after the brooking <laughs> anonymous right up to the particularly after the yellow card he was a bit chirpy wasn't he to the ref and I think that possibly earned him the yellow card and Caden Jackson he covered an awful lot of ground but really didn't get the service last night and that that perhaps was the one thing that was a little bit disappointing we didn't hmm. we didn't carve out too many decent chances inside their area but we've come away with a 1-0 win we're, top of the, we're equal top of the league shall we say with Wickham we're well clear of third place, um, and any neutral looking at the league table would say, well, the top two have almost broken away, 
mm. and then the rest are fighting down to probably a mid-table are fighting for the playoff places mm. and, and if it can continue like that I think we're all going to be fairly happy don't you? Yes, but as as we've seen before, I mean, Ipswich were top. I can't remember who it was. It Lyle or Royal when we were clear at the top for quite a long while, and then ended up losing in the playoffs. Yeah, West we were, we amazing were, as it would be to have another playoff final at Wembley. I think I could possibly cope with not having that glamour. Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be good, but it, you know, yeah, glass half empty. That's why I have to go to pubs. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, hello Jeremy. Uh, hi GB, as ever, endless stream of quality guests. I think that was before. Was that, that was up to last before week, he it? knew you were on. No, no, he did know you were on. Um, uh, do you think? Uh, in fact, it's, this is for you. Do you think ITFC Heritage might be interested in my sixty-five squad autograph collection, including Baker? That's Jerry Baker, of course. Colrain, Lee, etc. And he says, "Remember, I bought them onto the show last November." He did because Jeremy lives in uh, Bari. In Italia. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure if he's serious about letting you have them. But um, he, I'm I'd sure he'd let you let, let you borrow them. Definitely. I'd love to have a look at them. I would love to take a high-quality digital photo of them, and I'd love his story around how he came to get hold of them and any other great stories he has around the town. One thing we love doing as part of the heritage work is collecting people's stories, um, whether it's around key matches, key moments... Um, if I, as the lad we were talking to in the pub last night, wasn't there? Who, uh, um, he, had a, he had a strange journey out to Accrington. There's an, apparently there's an overnight National Express coach that goes from London via Birmingham. And he was around, what, three and a half, four hours into the journey, right in the early hours of the morning in central Birmingham. And there's this huge hoo-ha and a load of gunshots being fired. Uh, that fight at the OK Corral outside a nightclub and everybody kind of dived to the floor on the bus. Um, that's the kind of story we like to collect, and yeah, ra- random ones about how I collected the team's autographs from whenever, and yeah, just, just things that make it part of what it means to be a football fan, not, not just what happens on the pitch. Yeah, no, absolutely, it's great, and, and of course your exhibition. Well, we'll come to that. I'll leave that, and you can bring that all up in a minute. Um, from Julian, Julian Watkins, JW. Hello, Julian. Uh, a very good evening to y'all. Question: <laughs> Is Darren Ferguson a complete D? Slash CK, or has he got some way to go yet? Uh, I think is, you know what he's referring um, to. Th- this is where he said it was a little bit unfair that we played Bolton when they were a little bit under strength and got the mm. regulation 5 0 win. He ought to think himself lucky, first of all, that it was only a 5 0 win because, as far as I remember that day, we basically declared with 20 minutes to go yeah. and, and let them off. And by the way, it was lovely to see at the end of that game Luke Chambers came off with his arm around one of the young Bolton players trying to sympathise with him. Yeah. I thought that was a really, really class touch. Um, and, and Darren Ferguson, oh, bless him. Um, like, like so many people, never quite going to be as good as Dad, eh? Um, <laughs> and having a right go at us, and then, of course, they go and lose two games, which was hilarious. Oh, and that's sad, a lo- isn't it? Yeah. A lot of fans were smiling about that last night, and quite rightly so. What goes around comes around. Yeah. We, we've been guilty of a touch of arrogance ourselves at times, and I'd like to think we've cured ourselves of it, though maybe not everybody has yet. Well, you had um, I've, I've lost um, Mullet's um, tweet somewhere. That's my own fault. Sorry, Mullet. I met Mullet for the first time yesterday. You must have heard of Mullet. I uh, oh, met loads of people actually that I hadn't seen. This, Amy, I met. This is the Mullet who's been on TWTD for about the last I was going to say twenty years. Well, that's what I thought, but he's only six. Is he really? No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> I don't insult him, <laughs> but he's, he doesn't look very old at all. I, I was expecting him like because, as you say, I, I'm guessing it's the same Mullet. Yeah, definitely. Um, or, or was but, that simply a description of his haircut? Is he actually German? 
but it's still a very, very popular hairstyle amongst journalists. No, he seemed a very there. nice lad. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, unfortunately. But anyway, he, he tweeted, and I've now lost his tweet. That's my own fault. Sorry, Molly. But I think it's something to do with, uh, isn't Grim Up North football wonderful? Yeah. It's, yeah. it, it's a little bit special. It was a great away day. Absolutely, um, I agree. I think everybody was there enjoyed it. Even those that got back on the official coaches at, I believe, 3.15, they didn't seem to be complaining too, too much. Um, and, yeah, we're looking forward to a, f- a few more grim northern away days the rest of the season, aren't we? Absolutely. Got a grim southern one to come just before Christmas, by the way, Pompey. Oh, Portsmouth yeah, yeah. on that's grim. I've been there before, December. but, yeah. Um, and in the news today, a suggestion that Southwest trains are going on strike. Oh, good. Um, for most of December. So anybody <sighs> thinking of going to that game, keep a little eye open to make sure you can actually get there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, is it the 21st, isn't it? I yeah, think, it's weekend day. before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the trains will be full of Christmas shoppers anyway between here and London. You know, th- th- those people who think it's more exciting to go and fight your way up Oxford Street the last yeah. Saturday before Christmas rather than go to a football match. No, I agree. They're the people with whom I have absolutely nothing in common whatsoever. Um, because if you've got Christmas shopping to do, there is actually one place to go, and it's a great place, and it's in town, and it's in the town hall. Yeah. The ITFC Christmas pop-up shop. Yeah. There's some great stuff there. Got some ITFC dinosaurs. I was going to leave you to do that at the end, but you can do that now. Do you as well. Well, yeah, I've gone well, there, yeah. As you've gone there. Yeah. They've got ITFC yeah. dinosaurs and ITFC cuddly tractors. I, whose life is not complete without an ITFC cuddly tractor? <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, in, in one I say, corner of the town hall, a big corner of the town hall, is something that, from the heritage perspective, we're a little bit pleased with. <laughs> shouldn't be saying that should I but um, it's our first ever professional type um, exhibition celebrating parts of ITFC's history people who come along and see us in the fan zone know that we'll home print laminate and pop up on boards all kinds of stories about all kinds of things teams and players and history and all the rest of it but up at the town hall there's two specific things that we're celebrating one is the three stars on our shirt um, the 1962 league win, the 78 FA Cup, the 81 UEFA Cup, with some, some basic information and some great pictures. Um, we celebrate just from, from the perspective of the managers, but also the players. We're looking at Ray Crawford, at Roger Osborne, at John Walk, and also some stories from fans around each of those, 62, 78 and 81. And then separately, because the exhibition is in the Town Hall itself, we're celebrating the links between ITFC and the Town Hall, which is actually where the first meeting was held back in 1878 when the club was formed. And the Town Hall and the Cornhill, of course, have been a key part of all our major celebrations every time we've won anything, which has been several times over the years. Mm. Um, and I, I love some of the photos we got there. Big, big thanks, by the way, to Archant, who've allowed us to use photos from their archive here. Uh, and at first you see the crowd shots and think, oh, they're exactly the same. Why did we use all of those? But actually the crowds, they're dressed differently in 62 oh, compared to 78, 81, 2000. And then you suddenly notice in, in 81 you've got peak danger of people hanging on roofs and scaling up drain pipes. And, and by 2000 health and safety come in, so everybody's kind of down at ground level. Indeed. Um, and, and the photo's in colour by then. Uh, but some fantastic stuff there. We've also got... Um, Before you go on, I'm just going to say to, to anyone who hasn't seen the uh, FA Cup, um, celebrations outside the Cornhill, uh, on the Cornhill steps, etc. See if you can find it because um, it's amazing. The crowd there—they're sitting on the line, on the Golden Line, aren't yeah. they? They're on the roof, absolutely everywhere. I mean, 
That wouldn't happen today. It's just ridiculous. And it isn't that long ago when you think about it, is it? There's, there's, just there's a lovely big image up on the wall of Paul Mariner holding the UEFA Cup on the town hall balcony. Mm. And in, in the very, very big picture, it must be about six, seven foot across, there's a whole group of fans who are perched up high on the roof and it looks like they're about to jump into the UEFA Cup itself. God. But we've also got a couple of display cases with some old memorabilia in some old programmes. Um, we, we looked specifically at the St Etienne game, possibly the greatest away result in our mm, history. It was, I think, size. yeah. Were you there? Um, I, I wasn't oh. there. I'm so jealous of those who were. And we've got a great fan story from a chap called Graham Brook, who's uh, part of Manningtree branch, I think, um, about, his, about his trip to St Etienne and enjoying um, coffee and sorry, champagne and croissants. Uh, just on the st- almost on the steps of the Eiffel Tower on the way back, and oh, just how wonderful that must have oh, been. Oh, I can tell you my story about Sanetti. I, mean, I won't do it now. Well, you can. No, 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 it's boring. Carry on. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, it's not boring. It's actually quite interesting. We, but uh, We also have a great image and a trophy and another display case. And the, the trophy is one that many fans won't have seen because it's normally housed in the boardroom at Portman Road. It's a lovely glass bowl, which is the 1978 FA Cup Final Mastermind Trophy. So um, it was explained to us. We, we met the two guys who uh, who represented Ipswich in FA Cup final mastermind that morning, um, and they won the trophy, of course, beating two Arsenal fans. And um, it, it it was a huge amount of fun catching up with them, getting their photo with the trophy, getting their photo with the trophy in front of a screen of them forty one years ago, looking so much younger. And mm. so we got that picture there. It was really good on them to allow themselves to be pictured in that way because it's ever so slightly embarrassing to see that one's lost his hair and the other hasn't changed hairstyle whatsoever. <laughs> the clothes have changed ever so slightly. But it's a lovely little bit of football history for you. And that's going right through into Christmas and beyond, is it? It's going to go right up to Christmas Eve, but I think Brilliant. not beyond. Okay. So still plenty of time. So pop in, look at the exhibition. There's a great hour long video playing as well of some of the greatest moments throughout our history. Uh, big shout out to Neil Hawes at ITFC who took our original plans and turned them into this fantastic display. Oh, and also, of course, we have the FA Cup there. Or oh. Our Cup. And fans can go and have, I think Club have missed a trick there. It's so un ITFC. It's an FA Cup, proper size, with blue and white ribbons, and you can have your picture taken with it for free. That's right, for free. Pomme de terre. Just, just so I, know, I learned that for the Etienne we're, we're quite happy with that. We're quite happy oh, that's brilliant. That. Yeah, so get yourself along there. Bang in the town centre. You can't miss it, can you, really? The town and hall. If you don't walk out with an ITFC dinosaur or tractor, I'd be very, very surprised and disappointed. Is it better than the Rochdale dinosaur? Is oh, it, no, or dragon, sorry. Um, it, it, it's certainly more a dinosaur than theirs is a dragon. We, we have one at home, and it's, uh, it's, it obviously is uh, named after a long-serving ex-manager of ours. <laughs> Can't imagine who. Um, oh, I found Mullet's uh, um, tweet. Aren't Northern away nights the best? Um, and hashtag keep away days Northern. Totally agree, mate. Cheers for that, mate. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I'm quite looking forward to Bristol Rovers later in the season. I think that'd be a bit of a hoot. It will, yeah. Are they, are they in the same ground that they used to be? They're in the Memorial Stadium still. Oh, what, near Bath or the Bath? Well, no, it's, it's Bristol. No, they played at Bath yeah, and then they moved to the Memorial, yeah. didn't they? Oh, that was when we had sideways hail and rain, wasn't it? Uh, absolutely. I think, I, I think bad weather is absolutely guaranteed and probably <sighs> to be welcomed. It would be, it's part of the tradition. It is, the but that was one of the worst. You couldn't hardly, you could hardly see the game because the rain was coming straight into your face. Right, very quickly, this is slower ball. 
Good evening, Greyster. Good evening, Timby Wimby. Love the show. Credit to Alan Judds for commenting on his own form and in such a forthright and honest manner. Last night was busy, if not particularly effective. Busy, yes. Mrs Nuts was into this busy little player. Um, And an earlier substitution might have been a better option. Does the panel think the diminutive midfielder is better than his current form suggests? Or has playing for Mick in the era side robbed him of his flair and potential? I'll freeze there for a second while you answer that bit. Um, well, he says he's still enjoying playing for Mick for Republic of Ireland. Yeah. He likes the fact that Mick is loyal to him. So perhaps not quite go there, but he did actually win a header in midfield at one point during the second half, which I thought was quite admirable, given he's not the tallest player. No. Ever, so, um, it must have I, been I, six inches I think he'll come it. good and he'll do well. OK. Yeah, um, just finished the slower balls thing because we ran out of time. Quick word for Mr. Klopp. I trust he listens to the show. Of course he does slower ball. Regarding the number of games in, in how many, however many days, stop moaning and crack on. Being successful means playing additional games. The money that has bought Liverpool their recent and deserved relative success is what drives the fixture schedule. You have a big squad who are all ultra-fit, honed athletes, all of whom are very well remunerated. I doubt they'll play as many games as we did in 1980-81 season with a squad of only 21. Absolutely true. Um, Keep smiling. God bless Tony Kinsella. There's a name. Thank you for that slow ball. And Tim, to finish the show. Yeah, I'm I'm doing a talk. Um, Felix to Walton United. So... Relatively easy to get yeah, to. You could go by train if you can't drive straight over Absolutely. the Absolutely. Putting the story into our history. It's an hour or so of a lot of stuff about ITFC's history that um, you, you probably don't know. Some of it hasn't even been written down. We've been doing some fantastic research, got some amazing pictures and some great stories, especially from the very, very early years, um, tra- tracing all kinds of little links and how we came to become a professional club back in '36, and how that links back to the great days of the North of England and the Mills. There's still a North of England link here, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, see, Mallet, you're, you're, you're on song there. Um, and of course, did we played our did we play at Broomhill at one point when we first started? When we first started, we played yeah. at Ipswich School and at Broomhill. The land at Broomhill was owned by the Sherrington family, who were instrumental in starting the club up. Uh, but there has been cobbles involved from then right the way through to the current day. This is why we have the Sherrington Road and cobbled road, cobbled street, and things like that, don't we? Absolutely. Um, you have a few seconds just to see games coming up. We've got two coming up in quick succession. Ironically enough, not that important necessarily, depending on your viewpoint. Uh, Lincoln at home, and then. Away. Well, you know what, wouldn't it be nice to actually get a cup run? I'm not convinced we will, but wouldn't it be nice? Um, and then Colchester away. I've been enjoying this EFL trophy, seeing players that we don't normally see in first-team action. Cool. Thank you, Tim. Brilliant stuff. Till next week, we've run out of time. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>